my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Be You and A. Uh, this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. Uh, this is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm pastor to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful, although very cold right now, city of Adelaide. I'm also your drive time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, look, folks, if you'd like to join us, uh, we would love to have you come and be part of the, the program. If you want to share a positive thought, if you'd like a comment on one of the issues that we're discussing, if you'd simply like to say, hello, Pastor Gary, I'm listening to you from Centre of Australia or from Cooper Pedy. You know, I want to say a really big shout out to our mates at Cooper Pedy. Uh, just this last week, uh, we've, uh, we've completed installation of, uh, uh, of our equipment at Cooper Pedy. And, uh, this is just one of, uh, three, uh, key radio stations in Cooper Pedy. It's fantastic to have those people, uh, joining us. Uh, welcome aboard. Welcome, uh, welcome and welcome again. And look, if you'd like to say hello to our mates at, uh, Cooper Pedy, uh, then you can do that by simply texting us and we'll pass it on, on, on air. Uh, you can do it by texting us on our, uh, studio text number, which is 04888-80811. That, uh, number again is 04, uh, 888-80811. And, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a really beautiful number that, uh, allows us to be able to share your messages with everybody else. Now this week, we're following the theme, Death and the Supernatural. Is there a link? And of today, uh, of course, we're asking a really key, a key question. And that is, what does the Bible say about astrology channeling and mediums? We're dealing with this subject of the supernatural all week. This is a really key one. Uh, folks, look, we've been doing a, this is a part of a, a three week uh, series where we've been looking at uh, the subject of, uh, of death and what the Bible talks about death uh, two weeks ago. Last week, we were looking at the subject of hell. Uh, what really does the Bible say about this subject of hell? And this week we're looking at the subject of the uh, of the supernatural. This is really key for the day and age, for the environment that uh, we're certainly living in uh, right now. Uh, now, of course, today our co-host is uh, Eric Hoare. Now, Eric is uh, pastoring the Adelaide uh, Seventh-day Adventist Indigenous Congregation. Uh, welcome to you, Eric. Thank you very much, Pastor Gary. It's good to see your smiling face again, and hello to the listeners out there. It is good to have you back in the studio once again. You know, you have got such a, an outgoing, warm personality that I really miss having you in our studio here. Of course, we've been uh, training our our good mate uh, Marty Marty mm, Thompson into using it. a lot of the gear uh, here, yeah. uh, which has sort of pushed you out of it for a little bit. Yeah, well, that's good, and he does a wonderful job. I've been listening to him, and he's marvellous, you know. Uh, and he's in a warm studio where it's so cold outside. <laughs> That's right. Although I, I know it's right now you're actually dressed like a Kiwi. I mean, you're in here in short sleeve shirts and, uh, and jandals. Well, you know, it warmed up today, so I thought, why not give it one last burst? It warmed winter? up today. It's not winter, you know. It's, it's not, not winter yet. No, it's only a couple of days. Goodness me, I was walking in my tracksuit this morning. I know, I know that. <laughs> uh, but uh, look, has there been any excitement in your life? I believe you've been to an auction today or something. Oh, yeah. There's a one, if folks like auctions, and I do, my wife and I love auctions, we, there's 
there's one at Gawler. It's called the Gawler Wednesday Markets, and it starts at 9 o'clock each Wednesday. Uh, if you Google that on Facebook, you'll find them and find the site. And, yeah, they, they have everything from vegetables to plants to whatever you want to name. And, um, yeah, they, they go really cheap, you know, and people are struggling today for food. Yeah. You can go down yeah. there and get a, a great big box of fruit down there for 2 or $3 dollars and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, grapes, everything's down there. We love that. And my sister's visiting from New Zealand, uh, the one that I went over to see for her 80th. She, she's come for 10 days and, um, she, she's amazed. She came with us down there this morning, but she's amazed at the weather. She thought it was warmer over here, but, uh, wow. it hasn't yeah. been raining in New Zealand <laughs> since she's been here. But we've been taking her everywhere, you know, to all the, all the family. And, uh, you know, it's so wonderful for family to catch up and to talk about old times and to remember things in the past, things that, um, I'd forgotten about or didn't know about with my sister. I had yeah. three sisters, no brothers. Uh, and it's been so great. We've got the old photos out, the usual thing. Yeah. But it's been so yeah. – we're making it really precious time because she's in, in her 80s now and I'm in my 70s, so. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, no, it's really important. I mean, uh, you, you you don't value family enough is what, I, what, what I'm coming to conclude. You know, it's very easy to sort of uh, pass by family until suddenly there is some urgent event that occurs within – uh, within life and uh, it's at that point suddenly the whole family comes together and, and yet so often I sort of look at hey you know the you know the missing years that have sometimes been involved there yeah when I look back I think you know there were times there that I you know I could have spent time with children and things just got so busy and then you want to spend time with them and you know they're kind of grown up and married so yeah, you know yeah, you've got to make yeah. the time and it's really important yeah yeah, yeah. As someone said to me one time they uh, they said Gary the one thing that uh, you'll never say when you're on your deathbed is, boy, I wish I'd spent more hours in the office. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, but look, let's come to our World Watch uh, uh, segment. Now, our World Watch segment today, I picked up a, uh, an article off our, uh, from the, the world, uh, uh, from religionnews.com. Uh, uh, really appreciated this article. It's something that was released a, a week or so ago, uh, but it was talking about the subject of prayer, and I'd really like to get your feedback on this. The t- subject was, it was actually entitled more more Americans, and of course this comes from American research uh, once again, uh, more Americans pray in their car than in a place of worship, survey finds. And this is what the survey said, and I'd love to get your feedback on a, on a couple of issues here. Uh, a distinct majority of those who pray, 87% of people actually, said they believed they'd received an answer to their prayers in the last 12 months. Now, we can come to that because that, I think, is really important. Despite reports of declining worship attendance and religious affiliation, six in ten Americans say that they pray, a new survey reports. A higher percentage, 85%, say they engage in a spiritual practice to connect with a higher power, whether prayer, meditation, mindfulness, reciting affirmations, uh, spiritually based yoga, all these things were included in that uh, in that survey. Uh, pray, prayer is the most common of the five practices, with 39% of American people saying they practiced uh, they practiced that. Um, uh, findings of the survey uh, of more than 1,700 Americans were released by the Radiant Foundation on Thursday, May 4, which is the American National Day of Prayer. It showed that U.S. adults who pray often do so at dawn or when they awaken or at 
bedtime, about half and half, about half pray in the morning and the other half at bedtime. Um, more people report that they pray in their car, 61% of people reported that they pray in their car, uh, than in a place of worship where only 46% said they actually prayed. Um, these results make it clear that there is more praying taking place than what a lot of people realize. Uh, they are frequently exploring, people are frequently exploring their spiritual side and using prayer to work through adversity, find meaning and create connection with a higher power. A distinct majority of those who pray, 87% actually, said they believed they'd received an answer to their prayers in the past 12 months. The top reasons cited for prayer were for a loved one who was in crisis. In fact, 76% of those who prayed said that they actually prayed at a time when their loved one was in crisis or when someone else was sick was sick there were 71% of people uh, acknowledged praying at a a time when somebody else was uh, was sick now eric now look if i can just sort of bounce just a couple of a couple of issues off this you know um if if in fact i mean right now there's a lot of research out there uh, saying that there's been a, a real fall in church attendance uh that uh, churches tend to be uh reducing the number of number of people who are who are regularly attending uh do you find it as strange perhaps that uh this proportion of people admit to praying in other words there they there seems to be this reduction in people going to church, and yet a fairly high percentage of people admit to still praying. Do you, do you find something challenging about that? Well, it's interesting, Pastor Gary, because um, I've often thought that there is a silent majority of people that don't speak up about Christianity but have a faith in God. And I think this is kind of bearing it out, that they actually are praying people. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I pray in my car and I pray uh, wherever I am, but also in church. But uh, it's interesting when we talk about faith and worship with God because I find a lot of people say to me, when it comes to the crunch of following God all the way and actually coming to church and standing up against their friends who may not perceive them as a Christian, I've, I find it interesting that they often say to me that, uh, why do I need to go to church um, if I have faith in God? Mm. Um, so I think that um, that's probably one of the reasons why they they you know they they're very happy to pray uh, where they are, but actually to go to church they find that a struggle and just going that extra mile, and and it's interesting to me that um, I find that um, that a lot of things the devil will throw up and crop on people when they're starting to come to church and. With what's happening in the world, it is a confusing world. And we're talking about that tonight when we go into where we go for guidance. Mm. Um, and some people um, do have faith in God, but uh, some also are, are searching beyond that faith in God to this this black area that we're going to actually talk about tonight. Mm. And it's having a, a big impact. But, um, you know, there is a remnant. The church, the, the Bible says that there is a, a narrow path and a wide path. So we have to expect that a narrow path with less people on it than a wide path, and this division is growing. 
So tell me something. If I can just sort of come to you just in a slightly different direction. You're actually the uh, one of the associate pastors for the Adelaide Indigenous Seventh-day Adventist Church, and I know you, you're greatly respected amongst uh, that particular congregation. Now, look, uh, one of the things that I've noticed in, in ministry is that uh, people certainly who are believers who come from an indigenous background seem to have a, a, a more, uh, a greater desire to come to, uh, to, to the Lord in prayer than what, you know, the average Caucasian, you know, established Caucasian uh, person out there. Now, is this something that, you know, I mean, do I have that right? I mean, what would be your assessment? They do, and they're very spiritual. And um, you know, we had a prayer meeting this morning, um, a Bible study this morning with prayer, and it was a beautiful story about uh, God's free gift to us that we can't earn it; that it's a gift from Christ, and uh, how we're free, free mm-hmm. now by accepting mm-hmm. that gift. And that was a wonderful discussion this morning. I think that um, it's interesting because even though they're very spiritual. We find that the church attendance can be all over the place simply because of the troubles in the family and the addictions of the world are so such a big pull that they struggle to have a clear mind on some of these matters. So, in other words, the issue really that that is true for the Caucasian population is also true in our indigenous population. In other words, they may well, you know, I mean, they like you know the indigenous the indigenous like the Caucasian uh, uh, group. pray, uh, but are sometimes reticent to actually come along to church. Yes, and I think that the pull of um, sport can become a god. Um, you know, AFL um, and uh, other things can actually take place of them wanting to be at church. Um, but they're very spiritual and they have a, you know, they have a, a great relationship with God. Mm. And I, I love being with them and being in their home, praying in their home with them. And, and to hear their prayers, Pastor Gary, um, it really does teach us a lot about prayer. When I listen to them pray, and hear their earnestness and uh, and what they're going through and what they've been through. Um, it, it just this has been my experience actually, because the thing that I'm conscious of is that uh, to me I've sensed and I have done been involved in uh, a number of occasions when I've been blessed with being involved in indigenous uh, ministry. Uh, I have found the uh, the the prayer experience of many. Indigenous people seem to be in much deeper than that which is uh, uh, certainly the case within the uh, the Caucasian uh, population. And uh, to me, you know, I've certainly uh, I certainly have been impressed with uh, people uh, from our Indigenous population when they come and see Christ. It's certainly at an incredibly uh, at a great depth uh, and uh, and a real understanding. They're quite, you know, um, our indigenous friends are quite happy to talk about uh, the word of God. There, yes. you know, and and this is something that I, um, yeah, I certainly have come to appreciate. But look, just one, just one last question. Look, one of the things about this uh, survey that really uh, impacted me was that this issue of crisis prayer. Now, look, um, people are. Have said that they're they're praying. Eighty seven percent of people said that they were praying, but seventy six percent said those prayers were basically in times of uh, uh, crisis when a loved one was sick or when a friend was going through an issue of sickness. If you take the crisis prayer 
out of these um, uh, out of these statistics, there's actually not a lot left. Uh, do, do you think we're actually missing something by only praying in times of crisis? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, I think that the prayer life is a thing that should be part of our lives. It should be uh, a prayer regardless of what is happening in our lives. And and I think that's the key to the spiritual life that you and I have been talking Mm. about Mm. when we grow in our journey, that when we start off with prayer, that it becomes part established as we do it without Kind of almost without thinking, mm. it, it's 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 kind of like a habit, I guess. But it's a habit that uh, that we look forward to. Yeah, it's one yeah. that we do it because we have that relationship with Christ, yeah. not because we're forced or we're told to by the church mm. that says in the mm. Bible to pray. But it's actually because we want to, and I think that's the key to prayer life is just to have that uh, time. I'm, I'm glad that there was a lot here that said they prayed first thing in the morning. Yeah. I noticed yeah. that, yeah. and the last thing yeah. at night, yeah. which is great, and through the day. Yeah. Uh, and that to me was quite encouraging. So there are a lot of people out there that are um, have a relationship with God, but they're not on the right. It's interesting when you see the censuses too, mm. because a lot of people tick some sort of belief, even though they've yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, of the yeah, Bible. Yeah, yeah. So that's involved as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, mm. look, thank you so much for that, Eric. Really appreciate it. Look, folks, let's come to some music, and then uh, um, straight after the song, we're going to be giving you a book offer. Now, this is a fantastic book today. I would really recommend it to you. Uh, but please enjoy. That's when we come back. Uh, this is the Isaacs uh, when God uh, seems so near. Uh, this follows up on that uh, uh, discussion we've been having about the uh, about the importance of prayer please please enjoy when I pause in the hush of his holy presence when I'm so still I can hear each whisper
that was the Isaacs, and uh, that's when God uh, seems so near that uh, uh, that's a powerful little uh, uh, little song. And, of course, that's exactly what happens uh, in those times of prayer. Uh, I'd encourage you, hey, you know, uh, when the Holy Spirit has come, what he does is he touches the heart and mind. He changes the way you react to your world. And, you know, spending time in prayer becomes such an incredible, incredible blessing. Uh, folks, look, we do have a giveaway uh, for you today. Now, of course, today our subject is going to be, we're talking about with uh, uh, with Pastor Eric, uh, what does the Bible say about astrology, channeling and mediums is what we're going to be chatting about uh, today in our Bible study. And look, our giveaway today is uh, a book. Now, look, this is a real little, uh, little ripper. I, I would encourage you, please, if you know somebody who's involved in uh, this entire field, if uh, if there's some, you know, understanding that uh, perhaps you might have missed on on this program that you'd like to dig more into, then this is the book uh, to actually pick up. Now, uh, the book's actually entitled "Spirits of the Dead: Do They Speak and Hear?" And most Christians believe that the soul is immortal by nature, and that people go to heaven or hell the moment they die. But the Bible seems to say something radically different, and I hope that you've been picked that up over the last couple of weeks we've been talking about these subjects uh, but the Bible says uh, something radically difficult this provocative exploration of the nature of death also explains why knowing the truth is actually so important this is great for sharing uh, with family and friends and look we would encourage you if you know someone if one of your children are involved in this this is worth uh, picking picking up now look if you'd like this book all you need to do is to text us at our studio text Number and our studio text number is oh four. Just jot this down oh four triple eight oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven oh four triple eight. 80811. And all you need to do is to send us today's code. And the code for this week is SA121. That's five digits. No gap between the SA and the 121, just SA121. And that'll go through to our robot. So there's going to be no human following you up. Rather, our robot will come back to you, ask you a little bit of information so that we can get this book into into your hands as fast as we possibly can. Please, however, make sure that that number, SA121, is just five digits in a row because we've actually got a dumb robot. We can't afford one of those big expensive robots. Uh, this is a dumb robot. We actually call him faithful uh, and uh, he is very faithful to the job. But, you know, if you put a gap between SA and 121, he doesn't know what we're talking about. Uh, and that's a really sad uh, a sad situation. Uh, we don't like that at all. Uh, so, guys, SA121 uh, and that number again that you need to text is uh, 04 888 and the book is Spirits of the Dead Do They Hear uh, and Do They Do They Speak you'll love uh, that uh, uh, that particular that particular book uh, now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time big Q&A with Pastor Gary and today our co-host is Eric Hoare and Eric is pastoring the Adelaide Seventh-day Adventist Indigenous Congregation and today we're asking that question what does the Bible Bible say about astrology, 
channeling and mediums. Now, you know, Eric, just uh, two or three days ago, it was really interesting. The, uh, uh, the Sydney uh, Morning Herald uh, actually had an article that was actually talking about astrology. And uh, I, I, I found this quite, uh, it was amusing in some ways. Let me just share a few bits and pieces. Uh, it simply was entitled, Astrology May Be Silly, But My Faults Were Written in the Stars. Um, as with normal people, I think about astrology in the same way I think about the hole in the ozone layer. I'm aware it exists, but I don't pay it much attention. Uh, that's not to say I'm anti, you know, I'm anti astrology, but I just can't pretend that it takes up too much real estate in my mind. But as luck would have it, the zodiac came looking for me recently in the form of an uncomfortable public interaction. While waiting for the bus earlier in the week, I noticed this man next to me wearing a T-shirt that read, Gemini's suck. As far as T-shirts go, it's a rather strong statement. Gemini season, it said, we're all doomed. He said when he noticed me looking at looking at the, my T-shirt, he said, What's star sign are you? I told him, I'm actually a Gemini. But I may as well have told him that I had a month to live, considering his crestfallen response. He said, oh, I am so sorry. For the next five minutes, he proceeded to fill me in on the horrors of being a Gemini. More particularly, the horrors of being a Gemini right now. And given Gemini season had just started, which was terrible news for all the nicer, more pleasant uh, star signs. And, you know, as I read this article, I sort of thought, hey, you know, I mean, this uh, this really is saying something. Uh, anyway, I, I found the last uh, paragraph particularly uh, enlightening. Uh, rather than seeing Gemini season as a terrible time, and this, this author goes through and explains why, you know, Gemini season is such a terrible season um, and I didn't even realise it was the Gemini season but rather than seeing the Gemini season as a terrible time I am choosing to embrace it as a celebration of all that is not my fault it's nice to know that even if Geminis do suck for once I'm not to blame it's in the stars. <laughs> you know, when I read that, I, saw, I sort of thought, hey, I mean, that really is sort of saying something uh, uh, to us, you know. I mean, you know, out there, I mean, I don't know how many uh, magazines have got, you know, astrology columns into them. You know, increasingly, do you get this, uh, you know, people becoming involved in, in everything from astrology, channeling, mediums. It, it seems to be just becoming a, a regular part of so much uh, of our of our society. You know, it, uh, you know, some see it as a, as a fun little game. You know, but look, just bring us to the Bible, what does the Bible say about about these issues? Does it have anything to say? There's a lot in the Bible to say about this topic, Pastor Gary, tonight, and it's interesting that um, us as humans... We hate feeling powerless. We want to have control in our lives. You know, uh, we want to have some sort of um, uh, certainty about future events. Yeah, and it's yeah. happened right through. If you look down the Bible and the and the early Bible writers and what they've put down, uh, this is not a 
uncommon practice. In fact, yeah. it was very strong in the early days and right through to the day where we even have a uh, mystic fears and, uh, oh, and, um, I remember I went to a, um, the Adelaide show one time and they had a, um, uh, a little tent there with a lady with a crystal ball. Yeah. And people were paying something like $30 to come and have, um, have their fortune told and yeah. everything and, yeah. and palm readers yeah. and all those. And in fact, back in my life, I used to follow the, the horoscope I used to. Okay. Yep, I was a Libra. Right. I used to look it up. But every day I would look it up to see what, what it had to say. How accurate did you find it was? Uh, not that great. I, I remember getting so busy I'd forgotten about what it had said eventually. But, you know, it would say, you know, there's some money coming your way or, you know, this is when I was a teenager or you're going to meet somebody nice and all that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was looking for direction in my life at that time. And a lot of people today still do that. They mm. still follow it. I know people who do follow these things. Um, but the Bible tells us and warns us about not doing such practices. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting. Um, Leviticus, uh, for instance, 19.31 says, Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Uh, Leviticus 20 verse 6 says, I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums and spiritists, to prostitute themselves by following them, yeah. and I will cut them off from my, their people. These are very, very strong words, and God detests anybody that uh, that goes, even looks, or even follows or thinks about going to a spiritualist or a medium or a witch or whatever yeah. to, to for a power, because that power is so evil that the that um, God detests it. So we're talking about a darkness here that people don't actually realise what's behind these things. And this is something that we've actually been talking about over the last couple of days, that within our uh, within our world, I mean, well, certainly within the scriptures, what's presented is certainly uh, some the incredible supernatural power of God, but it also presents a, a dark force. Uh, if you like, Satan. It talks about Satan's angels. Uh, there are two within the word within the word of God, what you get is two conflicting, um, opposing forces that are taking place uh, as part of the supernatural domain. You know, unlike our world today that talks, you know, every, everything is done in a naturalistic manner. In other words, everything, if it can't be shown uh, scientifically, then it simply didn't exist. Mm. The scriptures, of course, have a different worldview. They turn around and say, well, actually, there is something going on behind the scenes, and the evidence is actually quite uh, quite profound as to what it does actually present there uh, and you uh, and you see that uh, there is the supernatural power of God but they've also got a supernatural satanic power as well and the two powers are in opposition and in constant conflict uh, within the word of God I, I I think this is this is the foundational understanding of scripture that I believe is just so key uh, to understanding uh, this uh, this entire subject and that's why the Bible is so important on the subject because this is where we get the evidence and the understanding of what this power is, where it comes from yeah. and most people don't know, I mean if you look at um, what 48% of Australians say today, they actually believe in ghosts 48%, so that's nearly half of people believe in ghosts uh, that they they probably exist and 69% say the same for the soul, so nearly 70% people believe that the soul lives on after you die and so, you know, the evidence is, I mean, Pastor Gary, I've met a witch in a home. I've had somebody, when I pulled out a Bible, I used to go door to door selling Christian books and Bibles and health books. And I remember having a, a big family Bible out at a table in a home one day. 
and um, this lady, when I pulled the Bible out, she jumped up and she said, close the book, I don't want to look at it. She said, I get my power from somewhere else. And she wow. was absolutely, absolutely right on that. She said, I have my spells and uh, I don't want to look at this. And so she didn't want to even look at the cover, which had a picture of uh, Christ on it. So, you know, we we sometimes wonder if they're out there, but they are. There's the Satanic Church, for instance, in yeah. America. Yeah. And, and there are people who study to be witches and spells. And even the latest, you look at movies today, they've transis- transcended into movies for children, upwards to adults who love them yeah. like Harry Potter which talks about um, the witches and the spells and the goblins actually being for good, yeah. uh, being funny and uh, and creating excitement and this leads people into kind of moving into that side of things in a subtle way mm, and, you know? and this is something that we're going to spend tomorrow's entire program actually on the uh, this subject of the, the supernatural and the paranormal in the in the media because I'm conscious of what you are actually saying I think is uh, so important particularly for you know parents who have have young children because it, it used to be certainly in my day that uh, you know Disney was the you know it was the safe option if you ran with Disney well you know you were you were fairly guaranteed that you got a fairly kosher uh, type but uh, today increasingly uh, that's actually not the not the case and uh, and certainly uh, you know the the whole Harry Potter genre is actually bringing in uh, a an understanding and some accepting assumptions uh, which are uh, I would uh, I would suggest they're actually uh, totally non non biblical. Mm. And what you find is too, when people follow um, horoscopes or go to tarot card meetings and uh, and seances and those sort of thing, it's like a um, when they get into it, it's like a lifestyle thing which which needs to change. They don't know where the power's coming from. They don't understand. Uh, they really believe that these spirits are well. And and Pastor Gary, I do believe that people see. Um, spirits. I do believe they yeah, see images. Yeah, yeah. But my question is, where does it come from? Are these real? Now, we need to look at something from the Bible that mm. actually shows the difference between two stories in the Bible, two accounts in the Bible, that um, that somebody had to make a choice and went the wrong way, but somebody else made the right church. Well, let's have a look at those. Way. Let's yeah, have a look yeah. at those. I think that's um, important. And this one is talking about... Um, we're looking here now about Saul, and it's in First Samuel twenty-eight. This is um, King Saul. King Saul. Yep. And it talks about First Samuel twenty-eight uh, three to twenty-five. It was said, "Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in his own town of Ramah. Saul had expelled the mediums and spiritualists from the land, so he actually cleared them out. He'd got rid of. Now this all is these King folks. Saul was the first king of yep. Israel, mm-hmm. and early in his reign, he cleaned the land yep. of spiritists and mediums and uh, made that that whole practice an illegal uh, practice and uh, cleansed the land. That's right. So he'd done the right thing. Yeah, yeah, and yep. he was going well. And in verse four, it says that the Philistines assembled and came and set up camp at Shurim, and and while Saul gathered, King Saul gathered all Israel and set up camp at Gobria, uh, Gilboa, sorry. When Saul saw the Philistine army, he was afraid. Terror filled his heart. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him by dreams or by Urim. Uh, all by prophets. And Saul said to his attendants, find me a woman who is a medium so I may go and inquire of her. Mm. So this is, um, mm. this is what's happening. So mm. Pastor Gary, let me ask, see this, this way. 
if we're facing a crisis which king uh, the king is here, Saul is doing, he sees this great Philistine army yeah. come upon him. Yeah. He's inquired of the Lord. He doesn't get an answer. Yeah. That's when we start can start to move in the wrong direction yeah. because we think the Lord hasn't answered us. Yeah. And the thing is, what do we do then? Do we then uh, not wait for an answer? Do we then move in our anxiety when we're under pressure? Because that's when we make um, good or bad decisions. And often people are, are doing uh, make these moves because they're wanting to know something about their future. You know, maybe they're going to get married. Maybe they're doing some out of work. Yeah. They've got to find employment. Uh, maybe there's uh, some sickness in, in the family. You've got some crisis time in the family. And it's mm-hmm. so easy at that point to turn around and say, hey, I need some, uh, you know, Understanding of what the future actually holds on this and, uh, uh, and to some, uh, to go to maybe, you know, something that I, I don't understand, mm. uh, and just simply say, okay, you know, I mean, you can tell me through the tarot cards what's actually going to happen. Mm. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, the, the power that's being involved there. And uh, this is human nature. This is, this is what we want. We want answers. Yeah, you know, we want to yeah, know what's yeah. going on. We don't want to be left in the lurch. And it's interesting to me. That King Saul, after getting rid of all these out of the whole of the, of his area, suddenly swings back into, into going. So, uh, he said, uh, he said the Lord did not answer him. So, uh, then first says in verse seven, Saul then said to his attendants, find me a woman who is a medium so that I may go and inquire of her. So she wants now to, he, she wants some, somebody to give her answers from someone to speak to the dead. And someone said there is one in Endor. So Saul disguised himself. Interestingly, he put on other clothes. Uh-huh. And at night, he and his two men went to the woman. Consult a spirit for me, he said, and bring up for me, for one, me, the one I name. So the woman said to him, surely you know what Saul has done. He has cut off all the mediums and spiritists from the land. Why have you set a trap for my life to bring about my death? And swore, Saul swore to her by the Lord, as surely as the Lord lives, you will not be punished for this. And then the woman asked, whom shall I bring up for you? So the woman knew it was wrong mm. to consult the dead. Mm. Uh, and King Saul knew it was wrong because he had got rid of them all. But now, in a moment in his life when he needed advice, and he'd, he'd asked the Lord, he didn't get an answer, he now swore the other way instead of waiting for yeah. the answer yeah. and sometimes you know the Lord doesn't answer us straight away sometimes yeah. we have to just sit and wait and not do our own thing so the question is sometimes when we do the uh, our own thing yeah. are we going the wrong way yeah, and yeah. I've done that in my life sometimes I've asked the Lord for an answer to a problem in my life mm. and I've gone the other way you know and so this is so important and um, <clears throat> then the woman asked whom shall I bring up with you bring up Samuel he said and when the woman saw Samuel, she cried at the top of her voice and said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. And the king said to her, Don't be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said, I see a ghostly figure coming up out of the earth. What does he look like? He asked. An old man wearing a robe is coming up, she said. Then Saul knew knew that it was Samuel, and he bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. So here we see that the woman sees the image of um of uh, Samuel, uh, and uh, but Saul doesn't see that. Mm. But then, when it's described to him, he believes that this is it. Now, the Bible mm. tells us very clearly that when we die, and this has been covered, but when you die, you go to the grave. The soul does not live on. You, yeah. You yeah, 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 yeah. So this is an yeah. image. This is from the wrong spirit that's yeah. coming up here. 
and it's deceiving him. In other words, there are there are spirits out there, and certainly Paul talks about the the spirits uh, uh, that that oppose uh, the Lord Jesus in the in the New Testament. Mm. One of these spirits is able to act as, if you like, as an imposter, mm. is able to pretend to be Saul, to look like him, to be able to uh, you know reflect his mannerisms uh, in a sufficiently well to be able to deceive the king yes. as to uh, what's actually going on. And that is so dangerous for us too, that we can be deceived by what we see and by a spirit that talks to us that only knows what we know. Yeah, That is the quickest and easiest way that the devil yeah. can, can fool us and to believe in that we live on. So if we live on when we die, why would Jesus come back again? To bring us home. With yeah, exactly. And exactly. that is, uh, this is actually doing away with the second coming of Christ. Yeah. For many, yeah. And people don't realize, and even um, Christian people can be taken in by this because we're at our most vulnerable when we're in crisis. Yeah. When we lose the loved one. You were talking that people pray when people, you know, have someone that's sick in the family or they've lost a loved one. Mm. This is when we pray the most earnestly. We mm. want answers. We don't yeah. understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. we've got to wait. Yeah. Christ to to just to understand and and I've made mistakes and 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 moved the other way in my life and um uh, it's a, it's the hardest thing to do is to actually uh, accept what's happened but Christ is always there for us and so he made the wrong choice mm. King Saul made the wrong and what choice happened? and what happened he should have um he he got rid of them and he called one, he, he found another one, he asked for one, uh, for another medium, and he got one after he had banned the ball, and he went down that line. Yeah, yeah. A number yeah. of mistakes by actually looking that way. So yeah. that, that's, that's the series one there. And it was, it was that, at that point that he was actually rejected by God. Uh, as being that was the final the final stand uh, of absolute rebellion uh, by by King uh, by King Saul. Well, what happened to him? It says here in First Chronicles ten thirteen to fourteen. It says Saul died. Yeah, King Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep the word of the Lord, and he even consulted a medium for guidance, and he did not inquire of the Lord. Now, this inquire, I think, means, you know, he did inquire, but it takes a long time. Did he really earnestly? He, he wasn't prepared to actually wait until God actually did did provide an answer. You know, mm-hmm. yesterday we looked at, you know, Paul at Ephesus and uh, the response of the uh, the response of the believers there when they uh, when they started to to realise where the power was actually coming from. But look, we're yeah. going to come to another story in a in a moment. Yeah. But look, let's just come to some some music, uh, and then we'll we'll come back and look at that uh, second story. This is uh, uh, City of Light, and it's uh, not I, uh, but uh, Christ uh, in me. Uh, please enjoy.
What a beautiful uh, song that is. Now, folks, look, our giveaway book, uh, just one more time uh, today, uh, is this uh, beautiful book by uh, Joe Cruz, uh, Spirits of the Dead. Do they speak? Do they hear? Uh, this this book will answer the questions that you may have may have coming out of this week or maybe even uh, last week. Uh, if you'd like uh, this particular book, all you need to do is to text us. Now, our drive time text number is 04888 And the code for today is SA121, SA121, and it's 04888 
80811 and the code is SA121 and that code uh, will go through to our robot and he'll come back to you we'll ask a, uh, a few details from you so that we can get this book to you in the fastest uh, way possible you'll love uh, this particular book I'd recommend it uh, to uh, to you uh, now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary and today our co-host is Eric Hoare and Eric is pastoring the uh, Adelaide Seventh-day Adventist Indigenous uh, Congregation and today we're asking what does the Bible say about astrology channeling and mediums Eric really appreciate uh, what it is that you've been uh, been sharing uh, so far now you mentioned uh, you had that uh, example of uh, King Saul uh, and that is a really negative example someone who actually went the way that scripture says don't go uh, and as a result he actually lost his life mm. um, but there's also another a more positive story I understand yes and uh, this is the opposite to what we've uh, we've been reading it's first Samuel 31 to 31 and because of time I'll just read a few verses of this and and in verse uh, 3 it says when David and his men reached Ziglag which had been attacked by the Amalekites they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters have been taken captive so David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep David's two wives had been captured and David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him, each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters who had been taken captive but David found strength in the Lord his God and then David said to Abathar the priest, the son of Amalekic, bring me the ephod which is a type of priestly apron which was worn by the Jewish high priests and so he brought it to him and David inquired of the Lord he prayed to the Lord shall I pursue this raiding party will I overtake them and an answer came back to him and said pursue them he answered you will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue and that's what exactly what happened so David in his time uh, he, he put on his robe and he inquired of the Lord and he waited and he got a reply. And as Christians, we ought to seek God's answers to our questions. Praying to or channeling any other being is adultery. In other words, within Scripture, we are encouraged to bring our prayers to the Most High God. We're encouraged by, you know, Christ taught us the Lord's Prayer. You know, mm. our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And of course, that entire prayer, Jesus is teaching his disciples that what what heaven desires is to uh, for us to come boldly to the throne of grace. But at the same time, Scripture rep- um, um, uh, understands that there is a uh, there is another force, there's another power out there. You know, going about, uh, Scripture says, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, to me, why would we actually go to a power who is seeking to devour us, who is uh, called in Scripture deceptive, who may not be giving us the right answer, maybe be able to give us some information but I could also be giving us the wrong uh, information uh, and uh, uh, that that leads to our to our own destruction you know to me as I look at this I say hey you know uh, this uh, this story I think is powerful because it's telling us it's directing us where to go to for 
in times of trouble. And I think Ephesians 6 summed it up where in part of it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and power, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We don't have eyes that see this work, and so we must trust in the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Paul encourages us to put on the full armour of God, you know, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. They're our protection. They're our defences. This is in whom we trust, an almighty God that has our best at heart, that loves us, who died for us and wants us to turn to him and our time of need, not to be fooled by the people in this world who consult the evil spirits through these channels that we've been talking about tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, that is that that is so key on this one. Actually, uh, you know the. You know, when we come to God in prayer, uh, what I what I'm conscious of is that uh, sometimes He doesn't answer straight away. But you yes. know, one of the things I've discovered is that our God is not a God that actually forces the will. You know, oh. sometimes I actually pray for individuals, and you you turn around and you say, "Well, hey, there's not a an immediate response there." But you know, what I'm conscious of from the Word of God is that uh, God doesn't force the will, which means that in order for my prayer to be answered, if I'm praying for somebody else, God actually has to move on that person by the Holy Spirit, and that person themselves has to make a, a willing a willing choice to come and to cede uh, their will to the will of the the Most High God. God can't force his will on anyone, which means that sometimes there is a delay. And, you know, if, in fact, a person says, look, I don't want to have any part of this, you know, this this whole religion thing, then can I suggest that it's actually at that point even impossible for God to answer our prayer, not because he's not answering our prayer, but because there is a block, and the block is actually with the other individual. That's right, and um, I'd say to any listener tonight that is unsure of what they're getting into, I would say turn to the Bible, have a look and see what uh, what these folks in the Bible, what it talks about there and the words spoken of here. You know, we started off with a prayer life, and when we trust God, when we believe in Him, when we come to Him in prayer, when we trust Him so much that we know what He's done in our lives, then that's the one I'm going to turn to in my time yeah, of crisis. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that's led me out of that darkness and keeps me in the light. Yeah. Uh, all the listeners today will believe in that. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. Look, let's uh, let's just bow heads in. Uh, let's, let's have prayer. If you're if you're in your car, you don't need to shut your eyes. But <laughs> guys, look, uh, uh, let's just come to the Lord on this one. Father in heaven, Lord, I come to you right now. I want to say thank you for being the Almighty God, mm-hmm. uh, Lord. Thank you for encouraging us to come to you in prayer, uh, Lord. Thank you for being the one who. Who does respond. Uh, Lord, thank you for giving us these warnings uh, about another force that is out there. Lord, I just pray for anyone uh, who may be tied up uh, in the occult, may be uh, tied up in uh, the paranormal, uh, maybe pray, may be uh, tied up in the supernatural in some way. Maybe they might be involved in the uh, with, with tarot cards. Maybe they might. All these, all the, these areas, Lord, I just pray uh, that that as their prayer ascends to you, that this power might be broken. 
Lord, I pray uh, that uh, their power, the power might be dissolved, that you might send your holy angels to be with that individual, that they might find freedom and release. And I pray these things in Jesus' worthy name. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when Pastor Fabiano and Pastor Hugh Heenan uh, will be looking at the increasing use of the paranormal in video and gaming technologies. This is a really, a really big one. Uh, really uh, look forward to your being with us again. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives so don't be troubled or afraid may our God richly bless you this program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio 